Pastor Chris's podcast. Standing at the top of Panther Creek Falls Make the tallest man in the world feel small The mountains rise as far as the eye can see Walking on the sand, looking out on the ocean Make the wisest man in the world take a notion To wonder what might be swimming out in the deep the glorious hues of the mountainside, the mysteries deep beneath the tide. God's handiwork on earth is so majestic, but it's just a drop in the bucket. Gazing at the stars in the middle of the night, I can see my breath in the dim starlight. The new moon hides its face so I can see Thousands of stars gazing back at me But there are millions more in just our galaxy It's impossible for me to wrap my mind around it From the Milky Way to other galaxies beyond God's creations can't be outdone His handiwork in earth and the heavens is majestic It's still a drop in the bucket Cause there ain't no way to fathom All the worlds thy hands have made And there ain't no way to imagine The kind of power that it takes and those hands that have the power, they reach out to me and you. They can take our broken, sinful lives and create life anew. On this drop in the bucket. Earth and our galaxy is just a tiny drop in the sea of infinity. All of planet Earth and our galaxy is just a tiny drop in the sea of infinity. All of planet Earth and our galaxy is just a tiny drop in the sea of For the series um, to use this creativity and, and the lyrics are perfect for what we're talking about today. In the world we live in. It is uh, breathtaking and complex, and the glory of it speaks to something, someone greater than ourselves. Who is this creator who hung the sun, the moon, and the stars? What does the story of creation in Genesis tell us about the creator's character? Genesis was written to help us know the truth about God. The creation story reveals the character of God and the life he offers us. If you want to know God and you want to know what he is like and why we are here, you can find out by studying the story of creation in Genesis. Let's read from Genesis chapter 1, verses 14 through 19. Then God said, let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them be signs to mark the seasons, days, and years. Let these lights in the sky shine down on earth. And that is what happened. 
God made two great lights, the larger one to govern the day and the smaller one to govern the night. He also made the stars. He set these lights in the sky to light the earth, to govern the day and night and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And evening passed and morning came, marking the fourth day. So on the fourth day, God created the sun, moon, and stars. Before we go any further, think about that. Consider the magnitude of what that statement is making. The Greeks and the Romans and many other civilizations, they saw the sun, the moon, and the stars, and they believed that these heavenly bodies were gods. And it's no wonder. One cannot help but be in awe of these mysteriously, this mysterious heavenly bodies floating across the sky. And if you didn't have never heard science, a scientist describe what it was, then you would look at those and you might think, well, those must be supernatural beings. But Genesis claims that even these heavenly bodies are a creation of the one true and living God. And this is an amazing statement. And it was an amazing statement to the early readers of Genesis about the power and the majesty of God. The moon has a mass approximately 81 quintillion tons. Yet it travels around the the earth at the blazing speed of 2,288 miles an hour. And yet even at that speed, it takes a little under 28 days to get all the way around the earth. Our sun is even more impressive. The sun looks so small to us up in the sky, but that's because it is 93 million miles away. So far away that it actually, uh, it actually takes eight minutes for a beam of light to get from the surface of the sun to your eye. Eight minutes to travel that distance. And it's a good thing that it is far away or we would be incinerated. The surface of the sun is 10,000 degrees Fahrenheit. So if you think it's hot in Georgia in July, think again. The core of the sun is believed to be 27 million degrees Fahrenheit. And the sun is huge. If the sun were a hollow ball, it would take 1 million Earths to fill it up. And you thought the world was a big place. Genesis makes a stunning claim. The creation of the sun, the moon, and the stars was no big deal for God. He simply said, let lights appear in the sky. And they did. Psalm 33.6 puts it this way. I hope they're okay. Psalm 33.6 puts it this way. The Lord merely spoke and the heavens were created. He breathed the word and all the stars were born. Isn't that amazing? The sun, as amazing as it is, is only one of a gazillion stars in space. There are so many stars in the Milky Way galaxy that if we counted one star every second, it would take 
2,500 years to count them all. That's if you named one every second. The Milky Way galaxy is so large, it would take 100,000 years to cross it, but only if you could travel at the speed of light, which is 186,000 miles per second. That's how big the Milky Way is. If our whole solar system, the sun with its nine orbiting planets, was the size of a quarter, the Milky Way galaxy would be the size of the North American continent. So if you were looking at that map of North America, where's the quarter? That would be the galaxy that we reside in, the Milky Way. And all this, God breathed into existence. But it gets even more mind-boggling. The Milky Way galaxy is only one among a hundred billion other galaxies. Each galaxy filled with hundreds of billions of stars with orbiting planets. This is a composite picture of the known universe. Somewhere inside there is a dot that is the Milky Way galaxy. Somewhere inside that tiny dot is our solar system of sun and nine planets. Somewhere inside that dot is Earth, and somewhere inside that dot is Pleasant Grove. And Scripture says the Lord merely spoke, and the heavens were created. He breathed the word, and all the stars were born. How great is our God. The sun, the moon, and the stars point us to God. Genesis tells us God created these lights to be signs for us. Through them, we know the time of day and the seasons, but the sun, the moon, and the stars can guide us to an even deeper understanding. The prophet Isaiah said in chapter 40, verses 25 and 26, to whom will you compare me? Who is my equal? Asked the Lord. He brings them out like an army, one after another, calling each by its name. Because of his great power and incomparable strength, not a single one is missing. When we see the sun, the moon, and the stars, it gives us a sense of the magnitude of God's power. It reminds us how big God is and how small we are. This, if anything, should cure us of our selfish misunderstanding that life is all about us. And yet the Bible also tells us God knows exactly how many hairs you have on your head. God is infinite enough to create a universe too big for us to even comprehend, and yet his, He is personal enough to be interested in every single hair on your head and even the DNA inside the cells of your body. God gives us guides so we can know him. All of creation guides us to know God. As Romans chapter 1 verse 20 says, ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and the sky. Through everything God made, 
They can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. However, God doesn't stop with astrological signs and wonders and natural witnesses. God goes even further. God gives us people to guide us. Think about your own life. Think about those people that you've known that were special to you, that encouraged you, that helped you, that inspired you, that helped open doors for you. Do you realize God put these people there for you to help you? God wants you to know him. And he often uses special people to point you to him. You will probably never know how many people have prayed for you through the years. God also gave us the Bible to guide us to him. Psalm 119, 105 says, Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. The Bible is an amazing tool to help you know God. Everything you need to know for salvation is written there. Even more amazing, the Bible is the word of God. And it, it means that when you read it, God can speak to you right there in, your, in that moment when you need to hear his voice. If you open your heart to hear God's voice, you can hear him guiding you in your moment of need as you turn to his word in the Holy Scripture. The greatest guide God gives us so that we can know him is Jesus Christ. We can look at creation and we can know that there is a God and we can know that he is incredible and we can know for sure that we are so, so small. But God, God sent Jesus so that we can know for sure that this incredible God is deeply concerned about us. John 3.16 says, For God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. So imagine the God of the universe The God of the universe that is 96 billion light years in diameter. In other words, it would take 96 billion years for a beam of light to get from one side of the universe to the other side of the universe. He created that. We cannot even comprehend how incredible God is, and yet he is interested in you. So interested that Christ came personally to guide you to know God. And you might be thinking, there's no way a God like that could be interested in me. Yes, he is. He would do anything to have a relationship with you. He has done everything to have a personal relationship with you. The only thing that is left is for you to choose to have a relationship with him. And so on behalf of this incredible God, I have the privilege today to invite you to have a relationship with the one true living God of the universe. 
the one who made it all, invites you to speak with him today. And as the praise team comes up to sing our concluding song, the, the altar is open and you can come down. This is one of the wonderful things about our church that you can come down for any reason at all and stand or kneel here. We even put pillows on the prayer rail so it makes it more comfortable for you to kneel and to talk to the amazing God who loves you so much that he sent Christ to atone for your sins so that you can talk to him. So we invite you to sing with us as we close, but we also, more importantly, we invite you to come forward and to talk with God.